Welcome to the PL Surge podcast, where we highlight and explore CMCSS professional learning journeys. I'm your host, Amanda Nix, Professional Learning Coordinator, and I'll be joined by Brian Hampton, who facilitates our professional learning management system. So Brian, when we were talking about episodes for our first season, we knew that we wanted to highlight the experience of a first-year teacher, and then you shared this great story. Yeah, as soon as we identified the fact that we wanted to have a, a new teacher for the first episode, a fellow by the name of Sam Lipsy popped into my mind. When uh, I first bumped into Sam, I had no idea who he was. And so that whole story unfolds at the Nashville airport. And this was back in July of 2019. I unexpectedly had to take a trip to Colorado. And uh, so I had to catch a really early flight. I didn't think that there would be a lot of other travelers heading out on a Sunday morning around 6 a.m. So I didn't get to the airport with enough time. So uh, just just work to work to the audience. If you ever have to travel early on a Sunday morning, be sure that you give yourself plenty of time. So uh, so this the line for security was really long, and I was just watching the clock the whole time, and I was almost certain that I was going to miss my flight. And so as I'm watching the seconds tick by, the minutes tick by, and I'm just I'm I'm trying to figure out what my backup plan is. I hear a man behind me who is also stressed out because he has an early flight and he's concerned that he's going to miss it. And I can hear him talking to security personnel. He's just trying to get any kind of information that he can find. And, uh, and so I'm trying to tune in just to see if I can glean any insight uh, for my own situation. So we're working our way through the line. We finally get up to, uh, to the security officer there and they're checking all of our paperwork. And I hear this fellow explain that he is flying to Colorado. And as it turns out, it was the exact same gate, the exact same flight that I was on. And so, of course, I was all ears trying to hear exactly what the security personnel was, was telling him to do. And so basically, the, uh, the security guy told him to get through, get through security, grab all your stuff, and run expletive <laughs> to the gate. Basically, run as fast as you can to that gate, and you might make it. So... Uh, this fellow, who, I, who ultimately I learned is Sam, we get through the gate, we get through security at exactly the same time, and we take off running. We, you know, we, my belt is hanging off and my shoes are untied, and uh, we're just running as hard as we can through, through the National Airport. Uh, Sam, being in much better shape than I am, um, he is just basically parting the sea of people. He's just like creating this channel. I'm just following along in his wake. And so uh, we wind up getting to the gate. We have, you know, like maybe a minute before our the gate closes. And so we get there in just enough time. We both managed to get on the flight. And uh, and I'm just thinking, wow, I can't believe I've just been through this. When we, when we boarded the plane, we were sitting in very different parts of the plane. And so I didn't think I would ever see this guy again. And, you know, I was just thinking, I was really grateful that he was there. And it was just interesting that someone else had wound up in the exact same situation. Fast forward a month later to August, and there is a district orientation that's happening at Central Services South. And we're set up at a table at the front of the building. And who should walk through the front door but this fellow that I had run through the airport with. And I was just bowled over. I couldn't believe it. I, I could not believe it. And I looked at him and I was thinking, is that the same guy? 
And I could tell when he saw, saw me that he was sort of going through the same process. Like he was thinking, is that the same guy that I ran with? And as it turns out, here we were again, face to face. So it was just a really interesting example of serendipity. And so I thought, what better way to begin our this, this podcasting series than with this wonderful little example of serendipity. And so that, uh, that, that brings us to Sam Lipsy. Thank you for that story, Brian. So today we're joined by Sam Lipsy, second year history teacher and assistant football coach from Northeast High School. Sam, thank you so much for being with us today. It's so great to finally see you and put your face with all of Brian's stories of you guys running through the airport and you're clearing a path for him so that you can both get on your flight. That was my, my, my running back days came out came in handy. <laughs> I was really nervous. I was thinking about asking you if I, because you were in front of me, I was going to ask you if I could cut you in line. I was like really, really, you know, worried about missing my flight. But then I was looking at you and you were looking pretty worried yourself. I was like, we're in this together. So Sam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. So um, I was born in Port Huron, Michigan. My parents are LV Lipsy and Susan Lipsy. Um, my mom was born and raised in Wisconsin. My father's from Chicago and my father was in the Coast Guard. So that's how they met. We ended up moving down here when I was about four or five years old. And I've been here in Clarksville since. I spent most of my education in the, the CMCSS school district. I went to Glen Ellen Elementary School, Kemwa Middle School, and I ended up finishing my education with Clarksville Academy, although I did uh, spend some time going to Kenwood High School as well. Graduated from Austin P with a, a bachelor's in history and professional education. I have a five-year-old daughter. Growing up, I was just a big time knucklehead. So it's, it's a big surprise to a lot of like my old friends and teachers to see that I'm, you know, a teacher now because I was always getting in trouble when I was growing up, you know, whether it be at the house or on the bus or in the classroom, I was, always getting in trouble. So that's a little bit of my background. So when you went into Austin P, when you mm -hmm. when you started uh, college, was the idea of becoming a teacher, is that, did you enter college with the idea of becoming a teacher or is that something that, you know, you realized going through the process of college? Because I mean, I know for myself, when I, when I started college, there were probably three different things that I was really interested in. And uh, there was one direction my parents were pushing me in, and I was kind of, I was kind of, uh, you know, rebelling against that. And and so then over time, it kind of crystallized. Was it? Did you have a similar experience with college, or did you go in thinking I want to be a teacher? You stuck with that idea and you wrote it out through the entirety of your college experience. I realized I wanted to teach. I think it was my senior year um, when I transitioned from Kenwood to Clarksville Academy. I realized how important te teachers were and how how uh, how they can impact young people and how they can impact society. I had several really really good teachers growing up, and I also had some some teachers that weren't all that passionate about what they were doing. Both had a very significant impact on how I carried myself and how I approached education and. I just realized that that's something that I want to pour myself into. I want to give back. I want to help young people uh, find the, the importance in education and how to apply it to help them meet their goals. I want to make sure that my passion 
and my passion towards education gets passed on. Thank you for sharing that. So Sam, you mentioned that teachers were impactful in your life, and now that you are actually teaching in a building, mm -hmm. how are other mentor teachers helping shape you as a teacher? For sure. Um, well, as I went through my student teaching, I had the opportunity to work with uh, Barrett Crane at Northwest High School. Um, he teaches uh, US and world history there. He's been teaching, I think this is his ninth year teaching. He was just a really good model for um, how to carry myself as a professional um, when I step into this, this job. And he just opened my eyes to what, you know, the classroom is actually like, what it's like to develop relationships with young people. And he just, he gave me really good down to earth advice and he encouraged me, you know, gave me really good feedback. He was really honest with me. He allowed me to be myself. He allowed me to do things my way. He allowed me to make mistakes. And he was there to tell me where I was strong and where I could improve. Having somebody like him was very, very beneficial. Um, once I got here at Northeast though, I've had so much support that, you know, my first year as a teacher has, it felt effortless. Mr. Massey, our principal, he's been uh, really supportive and encouraging. Miss um, Outlaw here, she is the head of the computer science department and the uh, computer academy, and she teaches world history as well and U.S. history. She has, you know, supported me as well, helping make sure that I, you know, go about doing my job right and just supports me making sure that I'm comfortable. Miss Turner next next door to me, she's really helpful as well. Coach Webb across the hall. They the history department works really well together and they just they they make my job easy. I can't I can't come in here and stress. They always make sure that I'm comfortable with what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't feel any luckier than, than I am. I couldn't be in a better place. It's fantastic that you have so much support and, uh, and I'm really, uh, I'm excited for you and, and happy that, you, that, that your team works really well together um, and that you feel so confident. Mm -hmm. um, so something I'm curious about, you have all the support. What does a day look like for you? Um, so you, you know, I'm sure that you, there are a lot of different roles, a lot of different hats that you have to wear. So mm -hmm. could you just describe to us uh, what a typical day is like? So I, I'd actually like to approach the question for, from the point of view of my students, uh, as far as how they come into my class. Typically the, the students come in to my classroom. Um, I usually greet them at the door every single day and either give them a fist bump or a high five. I ask them, you know, how their night was. Usually they come in and there's music playing. Like today we were learning about the, the scramble for Africa. So when they came in, we had some, some West African uh, traditional uh, music from Ghana playing and, you know, just, just allows them to get into the whole vibe of what you're going to learn today. Teach them about culture and, and things like that. Get them, you know, interested. Sometimes I play the music that they like, you know, artists that they listen to just to get them loosened up for the, for the day. I like to use guided notes. So usually the students come in and they follow along with uh, the PowerPoints and they fill in notes as we go through, we watch videos. I like to use like, I like to use several different resources to, to get through the lesson. So I use 
games, quizzes, videos, group discussions. You know, I, I like to keep the class fun, keep the kids on their toes. And so when it comes to these resources, uh, you were mentioning that you use games and various things. Where do you get the ideas for the games and, uh, and you know, the, the different tools that you use in your classroom? Yes, sir. A lot of them I've, I've discovered through our professional learning uh, sessions, um, our, our professional development meetings. We have some meetings where they, they, you know, teach us how to use our different resources, like how to use Google better. Or they teach us about these different platforms that we didn't even know existed. Like I know last year um, I was using Kahoot a lot and Kahoot's basically like a, a competitive game where kids can, you can assess the students on whatever information you like, but it, it really makes it fun, makes the classroom live and energetic. Um, I use quizzes. That's something that I learned last year in one of the professional development meetings. It's basically, it's very similar. It just, it has a couple different features in there that makes it more fun. And I wouldn't have known about that if it wasn't for the professional development meetings. Edpuzzle, I use a lot of Edpuzzle as well. They, uh, they're basically videos that have questions embedded or they allow students the opportunity to uh, leave a, an open response. Um, they're just, they're, they're really good resources to help the students uh, understand and get to get comfortable with information. So speaking of all the things you've learned and through professional learning, what else are you doing to learn and grow and kind of get to that next level of classroom instruction? Yeah, so I like, I like to compare what I do with other teachers a lot of the times. I'll ask how they're going about uh, getting results, how they're going about using data to improve. I feel like that is one of the things that I like to uh, really harp on is using data from the, the different assessments that we give, it gives us the chance to go back and tell us, you know, we need to go spend more time with this or that. It gives us the opportunity to really polish up. I like to collaborate with our teachers on a, on a weekly basis or on as regular basis as possible. We have really good history teachers here at Northeast High School. So I like to sit down with this, with Coach Webb, with Miss Outlaw and Miss Turner and, and compare ideas and and just improve that way through through um, just communicating with uh, other professionals in the building and asking them how they feel I could improve, asking them how they've been using data to get better as well. So this is our podcast is about professional learning journeys, and so we've kind of talked mm -hmm. about some uh you know your connection with teaching, and we've talked about you know uh, the things that you do to kind of hone your craft. And so something that I'm curious about is when you hear about professional learning, is there a particular kind of professional learning that really piques your curiosity? I'm really interested in the, uh, the, the sessions that allow me to learn different technologies that help me do my job better. Uh, we've had some uh, meetings based on like how to use Google Classroom, Google Documents, Google Drive uh, more efficiently, and they really help save you time uh, a lot of technology nowadays allows you to have the time to to go back and you know spend more time looking at data, spend more time building relationships. Sam, you started teaching last year. You taught about three fourths of the year, and then the pandemic started, and that gave you many challenges. Now you're in your second year. So thinking about um, last year and this year, what were some of your big challenges, and how did you overcome those? A lot of the struggles that I dealt with last year 
mainly branched from me being a rookie in the game. I would say that I was stressing about whether I was doing my job right a lot of times. I was worried of whether the students liked me as a teacher or whether they they cared for my class. These are things that you can't really concern yourself with if you're gonna do your job at a high level. Most first year teachers are gonna have that discomfort just for the simple fact that you're learning a, a, new, a new thing. And most new processes have a, a, a awkward phase. And that's all that that was. I dealt with learning names. That was one thing that I didn't think was gonna be as hard as it was um, coming back from COVID seeing these new faces and seeing the faces from last year, I felt like I could have been more, I could have spent, I could have spent more time trying to just like master these names because a couple of the kids are coming back in their, uh, their faces. I know I just didn't, I just didn't get that whole year to spend with them to master the master their name. So uh, that's one thing that I wish I could have had back um, is that at, whole year with those students that I could develop that, that long-term relationship with them. But besides that, I feel like I struggled with spreading my energy out. I was working um, a lot of hours trying to make sure that I was doing my job right. Um, a lot of times I was neglecting myself and my family. So one thing that I learned is to make sure that I set some time aside for myself throughout the course of the year and that I can show up every single day, the same quality, per, same quality of person with the same energy. And that, that's really important. So now that you're in year two and you kind of have a clear sense of, of what works in your classroom, what advice would you give your first year self? One thing I would definitely tell myself is, you know, just to prepare myself for the long haul, you know, teaching is more like a marathon than it is a sprint race. You're not going to see the results that you're looking for um, immediately. You're going to have to get to know your students in order to understand how they learn and how you're going to be able to, to teach them. I feel like that is phase one of being an effective teacher, knowing your students. So that's one thing that I would really tell my first year self is don't stress about the X and X's and O's, so to speak. Go about developing these relationships initially, and that will make your job as a teacher a lot more, uh, it'll make it easier. I would also tell myself to make sure that I show up every single day with the same high energy because my students feed off of it. Um, it's important. If, if the students see you coming in and they see that you, you know, you're, you're bummed out, you're not your normal self. That makes a lot of people tuck their head back into their shell. It's important to live in the moment with your students. A lot of us are looking forward a week or two into the future. Are, are my students learning this? Are they gonna get a good grade on the test? Uh, whatever, is fall break coming or not? It's, you know, a lot of us lose the moment. And I feel like that's the most important place to be. Um, your students, you students aren't going to be engaged if you're not engaged. So just make sure that you tend to the moment as much as possible. And yeah, those are some of the things that I would tell my first year self. You get you get better over time. You're not going to be 
your your golden ver the golden version of yourself in the first year of your of the profession it's going to take time to polish up your craft and get better so you've spent some time reflecting so let's think ahead what are your goals in the next five years yes ma'am um i i want to inspire as many people as possible um tupac one of my favorite artists growing up had the quote or he, he stated i don't need to be the man that changed the world. I may not change the world at all, but I guarantee that I will spark the mind that will change the world. And that is what I, that's what I set out to do. I want to introduce students to the, the greatest version of themselves. I want to introduce students to their potential. And so the tools that you're gonna use to accomplish that, um, like where are, how, how are you, how are you mapping out that, um, you know, that journey? So when it comes to inspiring those people, are there things that you're doing personally, like specific things that you're doing that you feel will facilitate that goal? Um, one thing I do is I try to uh, let my students know where I came from. I tell, the, I tell my students, I tell my, my players on the football team, um, what my life was like and how I ended up where I am today. Um, a lot of times the, the, the kids that I have to share the student, this, my, you know, that side of myself with came from very similar places that I came from. And they would be surprised that somebody could face so much adversity and still come out with a positive outlook. The only way I feel like I can go about inspiring people and to get them to view the world and appreciate the world and education like I have is to share my views and thoughts on those of those things with this next generation. Tell them what college is going to be like. Tell them why college was hard for me. Tell them why I struggled in high school. Tell them, you know, how I could have handled relationships growing up differently. Teaching isn't just about, you know, math, history, science, English. Um, a lot of us get wrapped up in that teaching. We're teaching this next generation how to be human and, and what, humans sh what humans should be like. You're, you're not going to be able to do that if you're putting up a, a barrier and you're showing students a version of yourself that, that isn't 100% genuine. You have, to, you have to respect students. You have to respect where they come from to understand how you're going to be able to reach them. My goal is to reach one person. And if I do that enough times, I will leave my mark. And that's my goal. I don't have like a, a sheet with checklists of things that I want to accomplish. I just, I just want to do my job really well every single day. And I want to inspire people to do that same thing. Okay, well, thank you so much. We have so enjoyed having you with us today. You're doing great things in your classroom and great things on the field. And we do appreciate the work that you're doing for our district. You too. Thank you so much, Amanda and Brian. Stay safe. Yes, you too. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. The PL Surge podcast is powered by your learning journeys. If you have a professional learning story you'd like to share, you can reach us at plsurge at cmcss.net. 
The PL Search podcast is produced and edited by the professional learning team in the Clarksville-Montgomery County School System. We'd like to give special thanks for this episode to Courtney Wicks, the PL team, and our guest Sam Lipsy. Thanks so much for joining us, and until next time, keep learning and keep journeying.